1: And Jonathan Kraft, Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi Williams, and I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. Where we, I thought you would jump in because we're in a brand new, new podcast studio, studio. <laughs>
3: exact new studio, and still he doesn't participate. Dang. And they say I pick on him.
1: Yeah, see, well,
3: brings it upon himself. <laughs>
1: we explore the big money issues in the world of sports we got a guest by the way too
3: we do we do have a friend of the program sakai tully Carr, is here we're going to bring you in in a minute so warm up your vocal cords sakai
1: and let's start with one of the topics uh the tiger halo masters golf ratings for cbs uh they're kind of loving it even well, though it started earlier well, that was the whole thing.
3: It started earlier, so you didn't know what it would be. While they were lower than before, the fact is that early start time, CBS had to be thrilled with the number having to start at 9 a.m. Let's remember that is—for Evan always screws this up—that's 6 a.m. on the West Coast, <laughs> Evan. For some reason, this Princeton-educated guy cannot remember the plus three, minus three on the hours. But certainly people are still talking about it. It's the cover of everything. Tiger skipped the media tour. (laughs) He really didn't need it for the Masters champion. But you just wonder, how many legs? What's the legs on Tiger? What is the long-term, longer-term effect on golf?
2: Yeah, I think the long-term effect is going to be large, right? I mean, back when Tiger was a force on tour, uh, which he may be again— you know there there was a 40 to 50% ratings boost often on on weekends for golf tournaments when he was in the hunt there will certainly be people Tuning in both later this month, you know, next couple of weeks, and then at majors to see if Tiger can do this again. Oh, the PGA open so, opens. Yeah, because he's won there before. If you're the golf channel, if you're, I mean, any any broadcaster that, that has golf tournaments coming up, another thing worth mentioning, they've changed the schedule for the majors this year. The PGA, you know, used to be the last major, it's now the second major. That's coming up in just a couple weeks. So that will play very well uh, for, for the world of professional golf. The Public course, that, right? Black yeah, course at Bethpage, Yeah. yeah. Hardest golf course I've ever played. Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot there's a lot of things moving in the right direction uh, for golf right now, and I think there's probably a halo effect also for you know for for club manufacturers for for people that sell things related to golf. Right, I talked to the CEO of TaylorMade uh, earlier this week. One of the things he said, you know, he said that you know th- there's no question that you know having Tiger Woods win. Is good for you know, it's seeing people seeing him hit tailor made irons is good for sales, right? They we saw Nike, you know, the, the red shirt that he was wearing, sales on that, you know, they sold out their limited number of uh, uh of shirts right after he won. There's a lot of things, but well, we've talked about, about seven. Is this. Is it
3: good or bad that we're still talking about? They need Tiger, they need this 40 something year old multiple surgeries guy to have this all time comeback for people to be talking about golf. Yeah, Anybody but, else, it would have been like, okay,
2: good, masters, yeah, that's not good, but. It's better to have him winning than, I, 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 than to be relying on him fig- and have him not winning. But they better winning.
3: figure something. When I say they, I don't even know who we're talking about with they. But something
2: has to happen. need—they need some stars. They need some personality. Something needs to happen. Yeah, one of the things I've been thinking about recently—the idea there's never going to—I don't think there's ever going to be another Tiger Woods. There's just the, the way he came along, his backstory. There was so much about him that was so compelling. His absolute dominance. We're not going to have – no one's going to fill his shoes. And I think the truth may be that, you know, golf, if you look 10 years from now, right, when Tiger is no longer, uh, I would expect, no longer winning majors, <laughs> who knows? Um, I think you're just going to have to – it's going to be a different landscape. It's but I did
3: like what be. he said when somebody said, what's been the effect of Tiger? And he said, well, even Phil is working out, talking about <laughs> Mickelson.
2: At least that when you see these guys,
3: though, gone are the days where they're just like, you know, little skinny guys – these guys are big-time trained athletes. Moving forward, I think maybe you'll see some things you haven't seen before. As equipment gets better, as these guys get bigger, stronger, maybe you'll see guys driving the green par four. I, I don't know, but something to capture the imagine. And of course, always betting.
2: Yeah, the it's yeah you hit on a good point there. Tiger's longevity is going to fall victim to the way he revolutionized the sport, right? The 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 idea that you can be a competitive golfer in your fifties or sixties on, on on the PGA tour. It uh, wasn't a crazy idea, I don't think, a, a, a couple decades ago. But now, because of how physical the game is, largely because Tiger made it that way, um, you, do, you do certainly wonder if, if, if his, you know, the the long term, you know, the future tail of his career is going to be a little steeper than it might have been for for stars who who played 20 years ago.
1: One thing you're going to see also are more one on one matches like the Tiger Woods Phil Mickelson. Absolutely, that's yeah, sure. going to happen.
3: His next one's going to be big dollars. Whatever Tiger does next, people are going to want to see it.
1: Let's talk about Zion Williamson, former Duke player. Told the NBA, hey, I'm in. Who's surprised? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to
3: stay four years like Grand Hill and Christian Leitner. I really did. Tough, tough loss for Duke. Yeah. So hey, let's bring in our pal of the program here, Sakai Tully-Kar. Sakai, come on in here. Now, I, let's see. Eben is our young buck. You are currently a junior at Cambridge Ridge and Latin. Yeah. Eben, why is Cambridge Ridge and Latin famous? Who's the biggest alum? Whoa.
4: Oh, I, I love have, when we get him. I have oh. no idea. Oh, Patrick Ewing. Patrick Come Ewing. On. There you go. Come okay. on. You need
2: to know. I Big Patrick. Not. The only uh, – Oak Hill is the only high school I know that I can I can line up. with Hill, Oak NBA Hill player. Academy. But, oh, uh, I was going to say Carmelo. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Sakai, Sakai, though, you're a
3: UNC fan. I am, yep. So you didn't love to see Zion out there, but just as sort of a, a fan of the game – what sort of impact
4: do you see Zion having for, for kids your age looking at the NBA? I think that Zion is a really great player and that his skills will directly translate into the NBA immediately. Uh, again, his size and his speed and his rebounding ability and his dunking ability, and that's something that we'll see. And again, almost like a Michael Jordan type of thing. Kids will be inspired. It's going to be, I want to be like Zion now and not I want to be like Mike uh, so it's just another idol for younger basketball players. But your, but your players. friends are watching basketball or in part because of Zion. They'll watch a game because he's participating? Yeah, exactly. He brings an energy aspect. The way he plays is incredibly fun to watch, and that has brought a lot of people into college basketball
1: specifically as a sport. That's, you know what? And that's the kind of perspective that we need.
3: We're too uh, old here. We are. <laughs> We're I, too I mean, old. So, I mean,
1: this is good to have somebody. You know how
3: How old are you? Sixteen. Sixteen. All right. So sixteen-year-old's good. I, I mean, who gets the sixteen-year? You, you
1: have your son, you know, Bar, but you know, it's good to get that kind of perspective. I want to ask another question. Uh, will you now, if Zion Williamson says, "Hey, I'm endorsing this product. I'm endorsing this shoe," would you go out and buy it?
4: Personally, I wouldn't. Again, I'm a North Carolina fan, so anything that Zion wants me to buy, I'm not going to buy. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure that there will be people that will go out, just like when LeBron advertises his new shoes and gear, and they'll go to the Nike store or whatever Zion or whoever Zion ends up signing with, and they will get those shoes
1: or products. See, I'm back from the day when the basketball had laces on it. That's how bad I am.
3: You're back. You're back in the day of the canvas sneaker yeah, and the peach basket, those, buddy.
1: Those Chuck Taylors, baby.
3: I, I remember when uh, James Maysmith asked you to come on over and shoot some hoop.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: come on. No, but but seriously, Zion is. He's so. He's a transformative figure. You know, as soon as the team gets the number one pick, you're going to see the season ticket sales rise. You can't wait for those jerseys to go on sale. There will be immediate enthusiasm around whichever team. And imagine, if we can, for a moment, because we brought up Patrick Ewing, see how we're going to segue here. The number one pick, the Frozen Envelope Lottery. Can you imagine if Zion Williamson? Ends up at Madison Square Garden with the oh New York, a ready-made goodness. star as Patrick Ewing was because he stayed four years. You don't need to do that anymore. A ready-made star after year one, a la Carmelo Anthony, showing up in Gotham City. You imagine the salivating executives at the NBA and all the companies. If you thought that Zion was going to get big-dollar sneakers before, you wait till that happens.
2: I view Zion as the perfect athlete for. You know the way that that sports and media is is being consumed right now he's just a he's a walking highlight reel obviously but the you know he's he's perfect for gifts right and photos of you know him denting the ball the, the sneaker ripping that block he had against Virginia we had a really good conversation that, that we're gonna have later in the podcast later this week with Chris Park who's the CEO of, of Gen G an eSports franchise about content nowadays right the people you know very few people it does not as much as they used to are sitting down and watching a full NBA game right so much of the NBA and so much of sports overall is consumed right now in little clips and little highlights and little gifs on social media, on Twitter, etc. Exactly. It's about moments. And, and he Zion is a walking, mo- moments. He's a walking moment. He's a
3: walking, <laughs> he's moment. A walking exactly. talking moment. I, I wonder what kind of social team he's going to have around him. Like whoever he hooks up would be very smart to sort of give me that off-court persona as well. Here I am driving or taking a you know, car to the game. Here I here's my breakfast. You know, a la Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, <laughs> giving, giving sure. well, she's out there talking policy uh, on her on her Instagram. You know, Zion can do the same thing and probably attract a similar size audience.
1: Yep. Speaking of uh, being on Instagram, Russell Wilson. Oh my goodness gracious, he is now the highest paid player in the NFL. Give me the numbers, bar. Uh what was it? 143, $143 million?
2: Yeah, I think the 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 important number is the, guarantee. the guaranteed. The guarantee. $107 right. million yeah. guaranteed. Cha,
1: guaranteed. That's like a baseball contract. Stand with Seattle. I
2: should yeah, know. so it's a, it's a 4-year deal. Uh if you do the rough math, I think it's about $35 million a year. Uh if he stays for the 4 years, uh that eclipses Aaron Rodgers as the highest, you know, per year. Contract highest paid player in the NFL, uh, but again, yeah, one oh seven million dollars guaranteed.
3: He he gave them a deadline, get it done, or else I don't want to sign. And so, they snuck
2: in right, they snuck yeah, they in they snuck right, at the right, deadline. right in yeah. there.
3: Yeah, well, you know, deadline spur action. We've heard that many times before. Mm. He said it.
2: He got paid. Wilson was the second highest paid player when he signed his previous contract uh, in 2015. And then I believe 10 more athletes started getting paid more than him. So he went from from second highest paid to 12th highest paid, back up to number one.
3: You you need a quarterback. I know that much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I I know this is an important position. I'm
3: going to give you the very basic part of the NFL
1: you need a quarterback and a good one. And he's a good one. Speaking of quarterbacks, I know we're a little off subject here, but <laughs> Eli Manning has finally realized, you know what, I think I'm on the downslope of the career, and he's thinking, well, they'll probably draft a quarterback in the upcoming NFL draft. You think he's just realizing that now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, think, you don't think he's had a – you, you, see, you did see Manning? the game by game
3: of last season. I Game by game, he was like, oh, boy, this is coming to an end or trade me, get me to a contender something. But the the Giants are, are not in for another season like last season with Eli Manning at the quarterback
1: Oh, man, we can't wait next week when we talk about the NFL draft. That's going to be good. But anyway, hey, this has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soshnick and Evan Novi williams And Sakai tully Carr. Come That's on, right. Barr. I'm sorry, we, we are here, Sakai won't be, but we are here each and every
3: Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports.
2: Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Chris Park, former MLB executive, now CEO of the eSports franchise G.
1: You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world. By the way, come on come on in first. One more time. I want you to come on in. We're going to finish off reading that last part of the sentence. Go ahead. So hop in the mic.
4: You're listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcasts. Guy. Nice. Knocked it out of the park.